at that point in time, I thought nothing of myself, nothing. I thought I was, I was dirt, I was trash. But then I realized, you know what? I had the power. I wasn't going to let the way that I was eating or what I was doing dictate my dreams or anyone else dictate my dreams. And I took it and I learned and I evolved. And that's what I hope for everyone listening out there. Whatever points in their life they had that crushed them, realize that that's just their turning point to change. And that if they start looking at their digestion, looking at their bowel movements, that is all the tools that they need to really start to work and improve their body. Hello everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeca here for our episode of Couch Talk. And today we're gonna talk about some pretty poopy stuff. Or (laughs) as my guest today, who is Dr. Marisol Tejero, is going to talk about is we're gonna flip the lid on poop. So I'm gonna bring Marisol on and just super excited to have you here, Marisol, and excited to talk about this topic that no one likes to talk about. (laughs) There is a lid on this topic. That's right. I like to take that lid off and let's let's get real about what really matters, right? Which is our poo because we know it, we think about it all the time, especially for those people out there, those women who are constipated and right or going to the bathroom too many times or bloated. We all know that something's wrong with what's going on in the toilet. Oh man, it's an issue that we certainly don't want to talk about, but it's important. You know, we talk about it all the time when we have our babies. Well, how many bowel movements today? What's going on? You know, we're so in tune that it makes for a cranky baby if there's something wrong with with their bowel movements. So I'm pleased to introduce you, Marisol. And to my audience, Dr. Marisol is a naturopathic physician. She's a world leader and renowned for her passion for cleansing the gut. So not only because she has a degree on the wall, but more so because she's experienced feeling kind of poopy herself and figured out this key aspect of the hierarchy to get healthy. She has been crowned the queen of thrones and for over 15 years, she has trained and educated healthcare professionals and helped thousands of patients transition to owning their throne, essentially, as she likes to say, from shit show to owning their throne. So really excited. She also has a clinical practice in Canada called Sanus Health, and she does a tremendous amount of work in cleansing and healing. And she just has this beautiful vibrancy. And as you can see already, sense of humor and joy that just exudes from her that we're so happy to share with all of you today. Because to make a difficult topic really easy fun and digestible no (laughs) (laughs) so we've got a lot to talk about but really how important digestion is how important these bowel movements are and how critical that is to optimal health to detoxification to healthy hormones to improving hot flashes i mean skin health immune health etc the list goes on so Mm -hmm. marisol please 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 Share with our audience a little bit about your story about how you got to this title. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's always about trial and error and having accidents, right? Like that's really what it is. And for me, it was early on when we were, I was younger, I grew up in a Spanish family that was immigrated to Canada. We were extremely poor, had no money, ate very poorly. So, you know, our diet was based on, you know, high carbohydrates, rice. Like I look back now and I'm like, oh Lord, how could I have been eating that? Rice, potatoes, and bread were a staple at every single meal. So I was overweight. My mother was overweight. My sister was overweight. My father was overweight. We were all overweight. And my mother would go to the bathroom maybe one time a week or one to two times per week. 
And I was the same. I was following along that same trajectory when I was younger. And it was normal, right? Because that's just what was happening in our family. And we didn't know any better. But one thing about my mother is my mother would always be like, let's look in the toilet bowl after you go to the bathroom, right? So she'd always, you know, call us in or her come in when we were going to the bathroom to see what we produced. So I guess, (laughs) yeah, I started kind of becoming aware of poop. But then as I got older and things started happening and, you know, and I, I became educated, Oprah was one of my idols. I would love watching the Oprah show. And I remember one time watching when Dr. Oz first came on board. I don't know if you remember that episode, but Dr. Oz became famous because of his whole explanation of poop. And for those people out there who watched Oprah and Dr. Oz, like to me, that day changed my life because here I was, this young adult who from going from constipation, transitioned over to having an irritable bowel, more like switching back and forth between diarrhea, you know, bloating, then go, not going to the bathroom. And it was just this lifestyle of being dependent on what was going on in the bathroom. And I, I know so many of the listeners out there have been there, done that, or are doing this now. And it's such a tough place to be at because if you're constipated, you feel bloated, your pants don't fit, you feel just horrible foggy brains, you feel off sick. And then when you're running to the bathroom all the time, you're scared to have a social life because first thing you do when you go somewhere new is you're like scoping out where the bathroom is because heaven forbid you have an accident, right? So it's no way to live. And it felt like I was being betrayed by my own flesh and blood, right? My, My body, my most natural function that I learned how to control when I was two years old being potty trained, I can't do anything about it now in my 20s and 30s. So it took me down this path. And as I became more aware of my bowels and what was happening and and I fixed my lifestyle, I lost weight, I became a beauty queen, like all these different things were happening. And I was doing everything right. I was taking the supplements, I was eating the right diet and I was exercising, but I still was having problems. So I didn't get quite what it was. So I became a naturopath because I figured people can't help me. I'm going to go help myself and figure it out. And that's what took me down the pathway of learning how to fix my irritable bowel. From there, I learned some amazing tools and tips, which I'll I'll teach everyone today. Then I saw it with patients. And then I started really collecting data on what our poos were telling me. And I started realizing that over like my 10 years of clinical practice, the poos were telling me more, the questions I would ask patients about what they have observed in the toilet, they were telling me more than even the average lab test would tell me. So I would be able to fix and treat patients by assessing their stools and what they said about their stools and then helping them to fix it and their symptoms would go away. And I could collaborate it with labs and I could see everything from nutrient deficiencies to problems with hormonal systems. Did they have a high thyroid, a low thyroid? Did they have estrogen dominance or progesterone deficiency? Like I could see it all just from the 11 golden nuggets that tell us about your stools. Cool. I love it. Golden nuggets, not like brown nuggets, not like amber nuggets. I mean, golden nuggets. All right. All right. Well, I've got some, I've got some things to talk and emphasize here. One of the things you said was that you had bowel movements growing up once to twice a week. And, and for you, that was your normal. And that was something I recognized early on in my client patient population and working with them that 
you know, I would ask, are you constipated? Oh, no. I'm like, well, how many bowel movements do you have a day? And they're like, a day, one a week or two a week, you know? And like mm-hmm. and the concept wasn't there because that's our normal. Right. And once you see that shift, like, oh my God, I'm having bowel movements every day. I didn't think it was possible. I've been constipated for 30 years. <gasps> what a difference this makes. I mean, we can, I cannot get a patient better if they're not having regular healthy brown banana bowel movements. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So that's one thing, but I've got to digress because, so beauty queen, tell me about that. Yeah. So I was asked to go and beca- and go into a, a pageant to start there. And it was at the time when I was younger, I actually quit dancing. And when I, I was a child, people used to ask me what I wanted to be. And I always said two things. I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be Liza Minnelli, of course. Right? <laughs> So because I was overweight though, that ended up crushing my dream because of how my body was working. It crushed my dream because my dance teacher wouldn't put me into the, the excellent dance troupe. So I wasn't able to, to compete and to do all the things that all the other kids were doing. So I quit dancing. And with that, my dream got crushed. And in my teens, someone had asked me if I wanted to enter the Miss Ontario, Miss Sudbury, and then go into the Miss Canada pageant. And I was kind of shocked that they'd asked me because I didn't really believe in myself at all because of what had happened. But I thought, you know what, this is the way I can learn. I can win the, the talent portion of the beauty pageant. So I entered, I won that. I didn't win the talent portion. I ended up winning the pageant and that took me on a trajectory of actually building, rebuilding my confidence. And that helped me with working through, you know, my irritable bowel because I, I started focusing more on eating better and being a better person and, and realizing that my lifestyle is part of my being able to achieve my dream. Right. So it was just part of what made me who I am today. And the funny thing is that now in my career, I truly am that doctor and Liza Minnelli because I spend my time doctoring and teaching, but also on stage, on podcasts with amazing doctors like yourself. And I just get to, you know, spread my word and my wings in a different level. And I'm a true queen. So I, I own that throne and I took on queen of the thrones. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You absolutely are. You know, it's so funny because you're saying this, and I'm sure many people in the audience are relating to having their dreams crushed as a child, right? Like just that sense, oh, well, you can't do this. I mean, right. I'm, I'm just laughing with you because I was sick saying I want want to be a doctor, a ballerina, and ah, a nun. I love it. Me. I'm like, I, I joke now. I'm like, I became a doctor by default, right? I was kicked out of ballet. I was too heavy to go on toe shoes. So there was no way that I was going to be a dancer and well, the nun anyway. So. <laughs> but it's, the funny thing is this, is that those dreams like that, that story was a fundamental thing that really changed my life because at that point in time, I thought nothing of myself, nothing. I thought I was, I was dirt. I was trash. But then I realized, you know what? I had the power. I wasn't going to let the way that I was eating or what I was doing dictate my dreams or anyone else dictate my dreams. And I took it and I, and I learned and I evolved. And that's what I hope for everyone listening out there is for them to grab those wherever, whatever points in their life they had that crushed them, realize that that's just their turning point to change. And that if they start looking at their digestion, looking at their bowel movements, you know, that is all the tools that they need to really start to work and improve their body. And just really illustrate something I always like to say, and this is I coach my magic menopause group online with this. It's my soul image takes precedence over my self image, my other's image and my body image, you know, connecting to that soul image and recognize that anything else is lies. It's lies because like our spiritual body, our spiritual connection connected to God and the universe, we are that beautiful, precious 
energy, spirit. So everything else is a lie. So I have to, you know, it's a retraining. Okay, my soul image is not not what I'm criticizing myself for today, right? No, no, no. Yeah. My soul image, it's me and spirit here, you know, and that, that was a transition point too that helped me in my life. I wouldn't have said a doctor in Liza Minnelli if I wasn't my, that was my, when you're a child, your spirit is talking. I feel that I'm in the manifestation of my, my true spirit because everything I do is guided and the amount of signs that I see, and it's incredible. Like, it's just, I know that I'm on exactly the right path where I need to be. This is my mission. And this is what I was brought to the earth to do is to teach people how to regulate this important part of their body. Right. And more to that mission than you can even imagine i'm sure right at this point just excited to see you now um, i want to tell our audience that i met you just just a few months ago at mindshare jd virgins event in california and i met you through a beautiful mutual friend of ours magdalena zlaki and she is just raved about you i'm like oh, i have to meet this girl and you did a five-minute presentation on stage just rhyming and just beautifully What's the word? Illustrative. A lot. (laughs) Illustrative. I mean, in this performance, just illustrative, fun. And, you know, we're sitting there otherwise listening to some good, all excellent speaking, but definitely not joyful. Yeah. As close to a musical as I could imagine. It was really very, very well done. And and oh man, I have to interview her. So (laughs) connected today. And then the other thing you said is about the hormone functions, like how you're looking at that aspect of balance and and what the stool is telling us. So you're going to tell us about that. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. So it's, it's funny because the gut, people think that it's just my digestion. It's a standalone, no big deal. If I'm having problems with my hormones and I don't have problems with my guts, they're, they're not connected, right? But the reality is, is that the gut, the digestive system is a central hub. It's like union station. It's a central hub where everything happens. And actually all the regulatory systems, so your hormonal system, your nervous system, so what dictates anxiety and depression, your immune system, what protects you from the invaders, they all interconnect within the gut. So if your gut isn't right, your hormonal system won't be right, your nervous system won't be right, and your immune system won't be right. And the hormones are higher in the gut than they are actually in the tissues. And same goes for all the, for the nervous system and the immune system. So our gut is such a center of our strength and of our lives that we need to do whatever we can to make that our total foundation and our core. Because how we digest isn't just about how we digest food but it's actually how we digest our lives, right? Because when you're not digesting well, it's because you're having problems digesting and swallowing life. It's such an important aspect. And if we don't address it, we will we'll allow it to just escape. And we'll be working at fixing our hormones, but we can't fix them because our gut is feeling everything. Mm-hmm. And like you say about how, you know, we have to go to our soul, who we are, really are, and really the person that we are, our true being, the expression gut feelings is because our gut feels everything. It is actually our center of intuition and it's our center of connection. So when our gut is off, we are off. And anxiety predominates for people when they have an irritable bowel syndrome because these people who are actually anxious have the ability to get more connected and and more in tune and are more intuitive than most other people. They just don't know how to direct it in the proper way. So it's just fascinating how the gut really is our center of our universe. And it's just a matter of learning 
learning how to tune in, how to, how to understand what it's saying, how to really, you know, understand the gut feelings that we're getting and to go with them because those, those are the expressions of our soul. Taking that root cause, you know, the root energy of the concept of digestion, like how do I digest life? How yeah. do I digest this feeling that I'm having? How do I, you know, digest the situation that I'm in? I love that. I love like broadening that. Again, physiology and energy are interconnected. So emotions, feelings. So we're going to have to do another podcast on energy aspects yes, that yes. you deal with too, which is fascinating. Yeah. So let's go into the golden nuggets of poop. Yes. You said yes. there are 11 golden nuggets. Yeah. There are 11 golden nuggets. I'm not going to say all of them, but I'm going to give everyone the most important ones. The ones that I start with because those are the most digestible and easy to understand <laughs> going along that theme. So the one I, I love talking about is hyper wiping. It's one of the first questions. Like I train all my patients from the first visit, all the people on my online platform, same thing. The first thing that we start to train them on is the 11 golden nuggets because they need to know these things in order to know what to do best. And if I'm the best person to serve them, because sometimes, you know, their stools may be the problem, but really they need a lot of hormonal support, right? So I would refer them over to you or depending on what stage of their life they're at, right? So hyper wiping is super important because because we should actually be wiping once and wipe clean. And I guarantee you that the majority of people out there wipe one, two, three, four times and it's still sticky. They use wet wipes, like they do anything they can to clean the area. If you think about it like this, if you have a dog, right? A dog goes outside daily. It, it might go to the bathroom three times, comes back in. You never wipe the dog's bum because you don't need to. Because the dog is eating food that's right for him and it has a good digestive capacity. Another way to look at it is indigenous cultures. Indigenous cultures are living in an indigenous environment to them. It's, it's healthy. They eat indigenous food. They're not having McDonald's. They're not having the fast foods or the, the over-processed foods that we may be having in our sad, you know, standard American diet. And they basically squat and they pop and they walk away right? Because for them, it's a completely different scenario. There's no wiping needed, no wiping involved. And here we are in our North American lives or wherever we are in the world and we're hyper wiping. And so that's a big, huge sign of dysbiosis, which means that there's bad bacteria overgrowth in the gut. You might have things like yeast or parasites or just overall bad bacteria. I call the bad bacteria conbiotics because they're like the con artists of the bacterial world. And some of the probiotics, which are the ones that we want and many of us are taking, the conbiotics overtake the activity of the probiotics and don't allow the probiotics to work properly. So that's one big sign. The other sign is there's inflammation, mucus in the intestine, and it can also be a sign of food sensitivity. So there's some foods that you're eating that are creating that inflammation, that irritation, and the mucus problem in your gut. That's one of my first ones that we talk with patients and patients always, you know, the first thing they come back on follow-up visits, I'm not hyper wiping anymore. And there's such easy fixes to work on the hyper wiping. And it's a matter of just like identifying different foods, trying to watch how you're eating, that you're not eating mucus forming foods. And then it's a clear no brainer to fix it, right? Hyper wiping is important. Number two, I love speaking of number twos, (laughs) number two is the size of it. Like how big is the size, right? So I always say tell people, lift up your left arm and measure from wrist to your elbow. 
And that is actually the length of your lower descending colon. So that's where your food, fiber, and fluids over a 24-hour period have accumulated. And so that 24-hour period is what should be coming out of your body every single day. And it can be in one denomination. So you can have about a you know, a 12 incher for most people, or you can separate the different denominations. So you can have it in two big, as you say, brown bananas, or you can have one really big brown banana, or you can have three of them. But as long as you're getting that amount out of your body, you're having an excellent transit time and a sufficient amount of stool coming out. If you're not, you know, that's a big key sign for hormonal problems, actually for low thyroid, because you tend to be more constipated when you have a low thyroid. You tend to go less to the bathroom when you have a low thyroid. It can also be a sign of estrogen dominance and low progesterone, because progesterone is required to have good bowel movements. Those are two really big signs of low, slow transit time. The other thing could be that you have just bad gut tone and that you need to be retrained and you're likely more in a stress state than in the relaxed state for having bowel movements. So those are two huge golden nuggets that I love to talk about because they're probably two of the most important ones. Yeah, well, I think that just gives us an idea. So describe a perfect poop. Yeah. So the perfect poop is simply like this. You have a sudden urge to purge. So you want to go to the bathroom, you you position for success, right? (laughs) You take a deep breath and then, you know, in zero to 65 and 3.5, you're done. You've reached the finish line. So that's it. Like the poo came out rapidly. You didn't even realize it came out of you, but you suddenly have a sensation of relief, right? And then you go, you wipe, and you, you know, and there's absolutely nothing on the piece of toilet paper. So you're like, okay, that's fantastic. You know, and then you stand up, you look at the toilet. It's basically slid down the toilet drain. It left absolutely no stain. So no, no skid marks, no plot marks, no, no smackle all over the toilet. None of that. It completely went down the drain. There is no smell as well right? So the lack of smell is important because when there's too much of a smell, those are signs of actually zinc deficiencies, which is very important for women who have hormonal problems because zinc is one of those master nutrients that, you know, helps with cleansing of, of hormones, you know, helps with creating thyroid. So smell is indicative of low zinc levels. It should also be very large and it should have sunk and not float. When it sinks, that's a good sign that you're eating the right amounts of fats, you're eating the right amount of fibers, everything's working well there. When it floats, you may have problems with digesting fats, and there might also be a bit of an oil slick around the toilet water. And for women, you know, classically women in their 30s to 55, they could have problems with their gallbladder. Usually it's more often in white women. And this isn't anything, this is just the stats that say this, gallbladder issues. So if you see that happening in the toilet, it's high time to start taking some digestive enzymes that have lipase and bile that will help to, you know, break down the fat a little bit better before you have to go down the route of, you know, removing your gallbladder. So that's a really big sign. If you see anybody that you know and love, you know, women out there, sisters, your friends, your daughters, if their stools are floating, you know, they're having issues with digestion of their fats. So good thing to get on that right away. After that, it flushes, it sinks, you feel light, you feel full on satisfaction. Your stool, when it went down the drain, it was a pure sausage, no food particles sticking out. It didn't break apart on impact or on flushing. It just went down the drain. It just slid down like that little submarine going down the drain and it's gone gone from, from view. And that is what I, I've entitled the Royal Flush, right? I it's love it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Go ahead. So many mistakes that we make, right? The straining, the rushing, those aspects are really key. You mentioned so many good things and we'll touch on hormones in a little bit. So we'll come back to that. But also like the stickiness of the poop, what's going on there? Yeah. So it's the same thing like that happens with hyper wiping. So it's just an extra degree of a problem because if it's sticking onto the toilet bowl, like, and you're having those skid marks, then you know that your inflammation in your gut is severe. And it's not just like a minor thing. You really have to go check out your food sensitivities because you just have too much mucus and it's just, it's really sticking onto the bowl. If it's only sticky when you wipe, it's really not as severe, but it's time to start doing things, right? So just basically a different degree of how bad the inflammation mucus food sensitivities are within your gut. I was just regressing thinking of, you know, how much the poop tells about you and you use that for your diagnostics. And it's certainly in my medical practice, I would say, you know, no evaluations complete until we've done a digestive stool analysis, but so much you can do just by looking. So for our listeners that you're going to be looking at your poops, right? You're going to be evaluating them. What are they saying about you? What's your poop saying about you today? So I think that's cool. So with that, as we continue to look at our poop, what about color? Let's talk about color. Okay, color is fascinating, especially when it comes to hormones, because there's a big hormonal interplay with the color. So I know your women are going to love my title of this golden nugget. It is the 50 shades of poo. <laughs> so why 50 shades? Because, well, normal poo is brown colored and brown colored, there are many different shades of brown that they can be. So as long as it's color brown, like of the ground and of the soil, so it can be a dark, dark brown to a lighter brown. Those are all fine. Those are good. Those are, those are classified in, in a good, healthy 50 shades of poo. Outside of that, what's not healthy is when your stools are white or clay colored, that could be a sign of a blockage in your intestine. So that's a medical emergency. You must go to your practitioner right away with that. If it's very red and it's red blood, that could be a sign of bleeding in the lower intestine. Same thing, also a medical emergency. If it's because it's red because you've eaten beets, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That could be a good thing. So just make sure it's not associated to the food that you're eating. The other thing is black. A black stool is a sign of bleeding in the stomach and the upper digestive tract. So again, another medical emergency. Green stools are very interesting because they give a lot of juicy information. And especially for people who are transitioning to a healthy lifestyle, a lot of them start doing things like, you know, the green smoothies, they're buffing up on all their green vegetables, they're doing everything green, 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 green. And then they see their stools come out green. And they're like, oh, no big deal. It's just because I've had, you know, those green smoothies. I've been eating a lot more green vegetables. But it is a big deal because when you have green stools, it's actually a sign of low stomach acid. Mm -hmm. And stomach acid, especially when women who have like thyroid problems as we age, you know, and go into menopause, you know, your stomach acid becomes less and less and less. So those green stools indicate that your stomach acid is getting low. And we need stomach acid to digest our proteins, a lot of our awesome foods to also protect our body from incoming those bad guy conbiotics, right? That we don't want to come into our system. So it's a sign of low stomach acid and low stomach acid is typically correlated to low zinc status and low B12 status because those two nutrients are required in order to make stomach acid. So then that puts you, typically those people with green stools are also having smelly farts or smelly stools because they're low in the zinc as well too. A big category of patients and people who have this often in combination is those who have like a Hashimoto's thyroiditis or if they have those autoimmune types of thyroid conditions. So they'll see this little connection. So the green stools aren't really good 
Green, when you put it into, into acid, like into vinegar, which is mimic stomach acid, it turns brown because that's what happens with chlorophyll, right? It just turns brown in an acid environment. So it's a good, good key, key sign that the mechanisms of like step-by-step-by-step by step by step of your digestion aren't on track. So something to work on. So we've got brown, 50 shades of brown, white, <laughs> black, red, green stools, and they're all telling us a little something different. You so let's, let's touch on hormones before we wrap up. And, you know, we talk about how important the gut is and our mutual friend, Pedram Sojai, is coming out with Interconnected, the series on the power to heal from within and, and about the microbiome. In gynecology and hormonal balance, we're learning a lot about the estrobolome that estrogen-producing bacteria of the gut and how critical that is and how unique it is to a woman's body and how important it is. And this is something you've mentioned. You, or before we started talking, you said, man, you know, having regular bowel movements is so important for healthy hormones. And we talk about the hot flashes, et cetera, and that key component. And it is because we are reabsorbing estrogens back into our circulation, creating that estrogen dominance and impairing healthy estrogen detoxification. And mm-hmm. that's so crucial. So I want you to talk a little bit, you know, just about that and what women can do yeah. to help with that. So it's so absolutely so important, especially to like vitality, right? And especially as we're transitioning into our changes of life, right? Because we do have periods where we're a bit, you know, topsy-turvy because everything is changing and our hormones are different. So the one thing though that we can maintain is our bowels because they, even though they might go under the pressure of the change of hormones, you can actively work on things to make them stay regular, which will help you in the transition phase. I love this example because so many women are suffering with hot flashes when they go into menopause and it is such a disturbing symptom. But I like to call them power surges because I feel we're so powerful in this transition stage of our life because we know what we want. We are like in our full on glory. So we get these power surges, but let's make them more manageable. (laughs) So the key to this is hot flashes are actually in response to the level of toxicity that we have in our body. So the level of waste products that we have in our body. And our number one waste product is our stools, of course. So if we are better able to be eliminating out our our stools regularly, so if we're having those big 12 inches from wrist to elbow stools every 24 hours, we're getting that all out of our system, our likelihood of having hot flashes is greatly reduced. But if we're the opposite extreme, if we are going less to the bathroom, having smaller stools, little pebbles, which are typically a sign of low magnesium, because as we age and as we go into menopause, our magnesium levels get utilized much faster and we need much, much more magnesium. What ends up happening is that we tend to be burdened with much more worse hot flashes, worse night sweats. Our symptoms of menopause are just completely aggravated. So we really want to address the stools before that time and really try to see if we can get earlier, or and if not before that, at least during menopause, so we can start to really address and improve all of our symptoms that we are getting with menopause. And I know the biggest problem in menopause population is constipation. It happens because of the switch between the estrogen and progesterone. As we start to lose those hormones, unfortunately, our body sometimes can't regulate our stools as well because the smooth muscle in the gut 
actually relies upon estrogen and progesterone balance in order to be functioning properly. And it's one of the reasons why my mother, when I was younger, why she wasn't having good bowel movements because she was a hormonal disaster. And for me, why I wasn't having good bowel movements was the same thing because I was a young teenager, not healthy state of balance because I had too much weight and my weight was creating much too much estrogen. So I wasn't, I was constipated for that reason because as I lost weight, my constipation changed and it went to other extremes. So there's simple things. Obviously, we need to start with diet, of course. You know, I'm a a big, huge supporter of paleo diet, like a modified paleo diet. You know, I love healthy fats, as much good healthy fats as possible, a small, decent size of protein, and then lots and lots of greens, as much as we can do greens. That's kind of how I recommend people to eat. Of course, exercise, of course, taking your supplementation for things like magnesium and zinc, the things that we deplete so quickly as we get older, uh, digestive enzymes so we can digest our food properly. But there's one tool that has become my crux of practice and has become what uh, the major part of my platform that speaking to people as well too, which is the castor oil pack. They're a godsend. And it took me a long time to actually use them because they were so messy. And I, for myself, knew that I had to use them for my own treatment. And I denied people every time they would say that, I would say I wouldn't do it for about 10 years. And I think to myself, had I done that earlier on, I would have been in a much better health place much faster. But I was resistant to it because of the mess and the unease of it. And because of that, I ended up creating a pack for my patients and for myself in order to be able to do it, right? Out of necessity comes creation and innovation. And I'm so thankful that I have in my practice as a number one product, number one treatment that all my patients do. They absolutely love it. And they love it for this reason. Number one is that castor oil packs, when you place them on your liver, which is under the right rib cage, they do five very important key factors that we require for overall health. Number one, it reduces our core inflammation. So, so many women are holding a lot of their weight in their belly and in their abdomens. And these castor oil packs help with reduction of that inflammation. Number two, castor oil has been shown to increase glutathione. So glutathione is master detox agent, master agent that helps with hormonal detoxification, all types of detoxification in our body. And it's very hard for us to recycle it and to improve it. But castor oil packs is one of those things that helps with that. Number three, Castor oil packs help to improve the microbiome because they break down biofilm. And biofilm is so hard to treat. Natural things, barely any of them even scratch the surface to help fix biofilm. Biofilm is basically the layer of almost like a a happy campground for all those conbiotics, for those bad bacteria, bad yeast to stick to, and it makes them get, it gives them resilience. So it's almost like giving the bad bacteria vitality. And there's very few natural substances that actually break down that biofilm so that the antimicrobials you're taking, so that the probiotics you're taking can actually work. But castor oil does do that. So that's one of the biggest reasons I love these castor oil packs. And then castor oil packs help with gut motility. So it actually stimulates, like estrogen and progesterone did, it stimulates the movement of the smooth muscle within the intestine, which is awesome. Also helps with uterus as well too. And finally, castor oil packs calm nervous system down. They are like the escape button on a computer from frazzled to relaxed. And relaxed is where your body can do all the balancing act of balancing your hormones, balancing your nervous system, balancing everything and allowing you to heal and transition properly. So it's a a godsend. It does so many different things. And because you're so spiritual and energetic, there's an energy behind these castor oil packs that I have to share with you, Anna. 
traditionally castor oil was used in the Bible and they used it as the oil that anointed. So I have a secondary book coming out called Anoint Castor Oil, The Legend of It. Jesus Christ actually used castor oil whenever he was anointing a sick person to help them heal. Kings and queens were anointed with castor oil as they owned their throne. And then the priests, as they elevated in their clergy, were anointed with castor oil because castor oil is one of those oils that was said to connect them more with the spiritual universe, God, whatever people call what's out there that helps us. I call it God. Everyone has their name for it, the universe. So castor oil is not only just like a therapeutic treatment oil, it's actually a majorly spiritual oil. Mm -hmm. And we use it in our practice now to help people to connect because it calms them down, but also to help them to move and move into a meditative practice or a prayer practice, because it's one of those oils that has such an amazing, legendary significance, historical through all the different cultures. This is a treatment that has been here since the, the beginning of man. And I just don't want our professions to lose it. And I just want to make sure that people out there know it because it really can change lives. I'm so emotional when it comes to this because it on multiple occasions has saved me from the brink of being ill in third year of naturopathic school, all the stress I I couldn't get out of bed. I was chronic fatigue, Epstein-Barr virus. And I finally, that was when I invented my first castor oil pack. And because of that, it brought me back to life and, and it has bring, been bringing back my patients back to life and so many people. So I'm so thrilled with it. But yes, that's one of my gold stars of treatment. And it's the first thing that I prescribe to patients along with probiotics. And it's for every single condition, doesn't matter what the condition, it's beneficial for them, except in pregnancy. So in pregnancy, because it moves things so much, they're worried it can make, potentially have you lose a baby. But other than that, it helps your system reset itself. Well, Marisol, where does castor oil come from? So it comes from the Mediterranean basin and this oil, it's a beautiful tree. It's actually known as the, the, the leaves are look like the palm of a hand. And so it's actually given the name palm of Christ oil. Mm. So you can imagine the significance with this oil and the bean of castor oil is so unique. It's a vegetable, but this bean actually has the potential. The oil is ultimately healing and the bean actually has a molecule called ricin, which actually is used as a biological warfare that it can kill within six hours. But there's no worries. There's not none of that in the oil. I just use that as an example that to say that this plant is a, is a perfect example of yin and yang, you know, the duality of nature, the light and the darkness. It has an amazing amount of power spiritually and physically as well, too. And its individual characteristics as this unique, unique vegetable oil is so different to all the different oils, the coconut oils, the sesame oil, all the other oils. This is the number one best carrier oil because castor oil's molecular structure actually allows it. It's the only oil that can go into the dermis. And so it can go underneath of the upper layer of skin, which is why we do the pack topically. And we actually use it cosmetically to prevent aging on the skin as well too, because this was Cleopatra's secret. She's, yeah, it's amazing. The history behind this oil is just so, it's so fascinating. So she actually would use castor oil around the gentle area of the eyes for all the effects I spoke about, like the anti-inflammatory, the improving of glutathione, you know, improving like the microbiome structure. But because it went down into the dermis, it would help to protect the collagen formation because it would reduce inflammation and preserve the vitamin C that was in part and parcel of collagen formation. So we use it now um, to help grow eyebrows, eyelashes, and also to help with reducing of the fine lines around the eyes. And I have a little beauty sleep kit that I use for patients so that they can just apply it and go to bed, have a great night's sleep, improve their melatonin, which is so important, of course, for when you're in menopause. 
and also for women in general because our melatonin gets depleted. But castor oil is phenomenal oil. It is. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So they can follow me on my website, www.drmarisol.com on Instagram. I'm very active, just like you are. I love all your posts as well. And it's at Dr. Marisol, Queen of Thrones. And that's a great resource. We're constantly educating about the golden nuggets, about different definitions that people hear about these, you know, like dysbiosis, microbiome, what are these words that we hear out there, right? So I just want people to really have a good base knowledge of their gut health. Um, So those are two of the best places. Um, I've sent you a little present, so if you want to hand this to your people, a little link where they can download something called the Legends of the Throne. And this Legends is basically an awesome infographic that gives people an idea of what is showing up in their toilet bowl every day and what it means about them. So it's basically a little starter pack for them to get to know their stools a little bit better. I love that. Thank you. All right. So we'll put the link in in the show notes and also be sharing this on YouTube and in our iTunes podcast. So for our listeners, I I know this has just been an amazing amount of information, Marisol. First of all, thank you so much for sharing your time. I can go on and on. We want to honor our time. (laughs) We will. We absolutely will. There's so many levels that we can talk about here. So it's nice to find a kindred spirit in you as well. Yes. So for our listeners, Dr. Marisol at Dr. Marisol and also we'll have this link. Please share this information because it's so important. I know so many women, men, children have been struggling unnecessarily and Dr. Marisol really puts it into a beautiful package so that you can see what you need to do and also simply holistically using some really easy, simple, non-invasive, traditional modalities to help move the body and restore balance. So you can't just get better than that. This is awesome. So visit her website, share this information and post your comments below. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. Thank you. 